Welcome to Oh So Smitten, the podcast for lovers planning their dream wedding. We're your unofficial bride tribe and co-hosts Hayley and Meg. Here to talk wedding trends, inform you on the latest topics and well, we're here to help walk you down the aisle to make your love official. Before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you of where you can connect with us and become a part of our community. You can find us on Instagram at ohsosmitten underscore. This is where you can get to know us, our latest offerings and on the day updates. Join us through our private group on Facebook at Lovebook by Oso Smitten. Here we will be sharing exclusive offerings for the lovers where you will be supported by not only us, but also from our wider community of couples on the same journey. We have some really exciting plans for this group, so wherever you are in your journey, this will be such an amazing community and resource for you. Are you looking to personalize your wedding day or gift your bridal party a little something? Be sure to browse the Whole Bride website where you can find a huge range of accessories, including PJs, matching robes, slippers, and fun details like sunnies or their iconic confetti. Use code SMITTEN in capitals to receive 15% off their entire site. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome, Rachel. Hello. Uh, We are genuinely so excited. I know we say that every single time, but today we have a very special guest on, my best friend, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you very, very much for having me. So let's just rewind for a second. You guys have known each other since birth. Is that right? Pretty much. Yes, we (laughs) have. Like, I don't know, five minutes down the road from each other um, in a, a small farming community in northeast Victoria. Uh, we were actually both homeschooled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Meg told me this, as a teacher, I'm like, tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were those children. <laughs> yes. People would always ask, like, so do you have friends? Because there's that kind of um, idea that, you know, if you're homeschooled, you're kind of not necessarily socially connected, but Meg was one of my dear, dear friends. We'd get together and study and, yeah. Oh, it was such a beautiful upbringing. I still clearly remember cycling down the road to see you and little bits and pieces like that. And it was just such a blessing having you down the road because I have five brothers, so you were literally my sisters growing up. (laughs) It was the greatest. Many a sleepover was had. I know. I think we drove our parents a little crazy, but story for another time. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we have a little background into your friendship, let's jump in and hear about your love story. Can you share with our audience how you met your now husband, Andrew? I can. I love Andrew so (laughs) We all love Andrew so much. (laughs) He's amazing. So we were actually housemates for two years before uh, anything romantic ever happened. So I moved in with a friend and he was the third housemate in the scenario and I was moving in one weekend and I heard someone arrive home and I thought, oh, that must be the other housemate. And I walked out um, and I awkwardly just like shook his hand. I'm like, hi, I'm Rachel. I'm your new housemate. And I'm like, (laughs) I never shaved people's hands. It was weird. Anyway, um, and I just remember the first thing I ever thought was like, oh, my goodness, he's so attractive. Like I just – it was one of those immediate reactions. But like I had a boyfriend at the time. He had a girlfriend. We had our separate lives. Um, I – he's very – he's quite quiet when you don't know him. 
and I worked very hard on establishing a friendship. I would just like force him to talk to me. I'd ask him questions. It was like this gradual process of like breaking down the barrier and be like, <laughs> um, and yeah, it wasn't until a couple of years later and um, things started to change a little bit between us. And um, before we knew it, we were like just madly in love, but we had this beautiful solid friendship that it was based on. We also knew that we could coexist very, very happily together. He's very tidy. He does a lot of housework. He's amazing in that regard. And we just, we sort of had that flow already which is really, really lovely. Mm, That is so nice. I love rehearing things like that because when you've known somebody for so long, you know all the ins and outs of their relationship and how it's been through the years and how it all developed, but then rehearing it, it's like, oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) So when he proposed, were you expecting it? Because by this point you'd been together, correct me if I'm wrong, was it three years? No, I think only um, probably just two, I think. If that, I remember, I remember we, we talked about, it was like one of those things where we in, we knew we wanted to get married like super mm-hmm. early on in relationships. I'd never felt that and I always thought that whole if you know, you know thing was just um, like BS and you yeah. just had to feel ready eventually. And then like within a matter of months or even weeks of us being together, we both um, – awkwardly kind of it came up I don't really remember exactly how but um we kind of insinuated that like we wanted to marry each other like we were each other's people and it was just this kind of beautiful realization that we were just on the same page Mm. um and okay how do you propose yes so I reckon I was about two um a year and a half two years in yeah and we'd been I've been working a very crazy job where I was traveling a lot so we hadn't seen each other for um oh like We'd seen each other maybe for a couple of weekends in the last several months. And he booked in this weekend away to Poor Punka near Bright, mm. um, my country. And he just kept he kept checking to make sure I had that date and that I was I had it set aside. I wasn't working and I was gonna be able to do it. And I'm like, yes, calm down. Like, see, I normally make all the plans. So yep. this, <laughs> flag for me. I'm like, why is he being so adamant about this and why is he making all these plans? Um It's so, so funny the- because they try and make it really beautiful moment, but then they just yeah. over like they just <laughs> Too much, mate. <laughs> yeah, they're literally, are you free? Are you free? Yeah. You're like, yes, I am free. <laughs> I will be proposing. You're like, yes, I know. <laughs> yes. And so it was kind of like I sort of in the back of my mind I was like, oh, maybe, but I also didn't want to assume and I yeah. didn't want to ruin myself. Um, and so, yeah, we had this beautiful day where we went to a couple of wineries on the way. He drove. I tasted wine. We went and checked in and it was this gorgeous cabin just like nestled like a log cabin basically nestled in um the foothills of the mountains and there were like horses in the backyard and parrots flying around it was just ideal anyway it had been raining it was this beautiful autumn day and then he's like all right we, we got ready to go out for dinner and he made me stand outside on the there was a little deck thing and he's mm-hmm. like turn around stand there and by this point I was kind of like okay like maybe it's happening he'd mentioned something about a gift I was going to get a present at some point like this is this is the overcooking thing like this yeah so- yeah <laughs> Just spell it out, literally. <laughs> Your present is a ring. <laughs> we never do weekends away like this and I'm taking you away for a special weekend and there's one question I'm asking. <laughs> yes, Then he, he told me to turn around and despite, you know, us saying we had this, we had this idea and we kind of suspect like the like surprise and the joy and the emotion that I felt like I spun around, he was down on one knee, he had the ring in this box and like, it was just this moment uh, and then yeah, tears obviously. Mm. And I was, I think I said, are you serious? (laughs) I think that's everyone's reactions. We all just like confirm, double check. Are you sure? Are you sure? You, you've known me for some time. (laughs) 
yes, it's like, is this for real? Like, and so it was just still such a crazy, amazing, joyful surprise, even mm-hmm. though I felt like I maybe had prepared myself a little bit. Um, anyway, and so that was just beautiful. And then we went out for dinner and, you know, you're just basking in that like warm, exciting glow. And then from dinner, we ended up calling people. I think we probably called you, didn't we, Meg? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mum and dad, all that kind of stuff, sent the photo of the ring around. And we kind of just kept it to ourselves for like probably, oh, well, probably it was probably like half an hour. And then we're like, we've got to tell people. Yes, yes. We've got to tell the world. You need to tell everyone. Oh, that time, I still remember it so clearly. It is just so exciting. Mm-hmm. Brad proposed to me on New Year's, so it was like 1am and I was calling people. <laughs> <laughs> At least I guess they're probably all still up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah, such I a beautiful it. moment to just really remember that time together and keeping it to yourselves, but then also just, yeah, sharing to everyone yeah. that you love. I know. I think we were out in the middle of nowhere, so when... Rod proposed we just didn't have reception but the next day we were like we went into town and we're like hello everybody oh so good you've got that photo that you sent me of the ring Megan every time looking back to my photos and I see that I just like I feel those emotions all over again the other thing that happened was um because because the cabin we were staying at was like uh 10 minutes outside of Bright our Airbnb host that lived in a separate house on the property offered to drop us into town to pick us up for dinner uh which was so lovely anyway Mm. We got in the car, so the first person I told was our Uber host because I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually remember you were like, sitting at the restaurant and I think you told the lady next to you as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you just, just want to tell everyone. You just are like flying that ring around in the air everywhere. Yeah, I'm like, look at this ring. Yeah. Look what he did. Look what it is. <laughs> oh. Do you want to hear the story because I'm going <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> I love it. So I think we speak about this all the time, but as women, we often have a Pinterest board ready in the background. So as soon as Andrew had popped the question, were you kind of ready with the ideas of what you wanted your day to look like? I was actually not. I did not want a, I wanted to elope. I didn't want to have the white dress wedding. Um, we'd actually talked about eloping. I didn't, I'd sent inquiries about um, elopements in the Faroe Islands over mm. in the middle of the ocean somewhere. We'd um, I remember this so clearly and I was like, I'm coming to your elopement. <laughs> I was like, like, I don't care. I'm coming. I, know, I know you're eloping, but um, I'm your plus one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am going to be your witness. <laughs> like we were literally this close to booking, like this is pre-engagement. We were just like, oh, let's just, let's just go somewhere by ourselves and get married when the time is right. Um, but then people like Meg, people like my sisters, my mum, like the, the pain would be too much. Like mm-hmm. just actually driving family and friends of being able to be around you at that moment. So we had to sort of, I sort of had to make that decision. We're like, actually, we probably, you know, we do want our nearest and dearest around us. Um, Your nearest and dearest, what was it, 200 guests? (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) god! You did not go micro, babe. (laughs) Well, that's it, though. Like, we went from one extreme to the other. I was going to elope with just Andrew and I. And then there was this weird process of, like, first of all, we were like, we just maybe we could just do a destination with a few, like, family um, and a small circle of friends. And then we went to how about we do an engagement party and do a surprise wedding. Mm-hmm. And that was that was actually our plan. So the date we picked, which we eventually got married on, was an engagement party. And we were talking about let's just – because I didn't want an engagement party. I'm like, what a waste of time and money. You're going to have all the same people. Yep. They're going to have to get – Twice. you're gonna to have to pay for food and drinks twice I'm like what is the point what is the point of difference between an engagement party and a wedding and no offense to people that love both my sister had both loved it mm-hmm. but I was that's so silly <laughs> for me yeah. and so we were like all right surprise wedding and then really dear friends of ours ended up a couple of months after that um doing that and we have a lot of mutual friends and we're like well, we can't really it looks like we've totally stolen the idea now we can't mm. really do that um and then we were like sort of looked at each other we're like 
let's just make it the wedding. Yep. We've got this day four months away. Let's go all in, plan the wedding, make it happen. Um, oh and from there, had to make decisions and do it. So that was kind of our strange trajectory of where how we landed on a short time frame for a wedding. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever met anybody else who's just been like, okay, we set our date and it's four months out. Let's just do it. Let's bang, bang, bang. Let's get all the things in a line. <laughs> yes, and I guess it comes down to also your personality, just being organized and understanding what the vision is and what you want and just taking that moment and going, you know what, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that was basically it. And I think, as I said before, I was doing this crazy busy job and you know that saying, you, you two would be the same, I imagine. If you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. Yes. So I think... <laughs> it makes my heart hurt. Yeah, it's like <laughs> ask them to do it, they'll cry, but they'll do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I think we, I just was like, all right, there's no time to be indecisive. We just, every time we have to make a decision, we have to make it then and there. We can't think about it for three days. Let's just bang, bang, bang. And so that kind of was because I can be indecisive when it comes to, I mean, like if you ever eat out at a restaurant with me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an hour over the menu for like 20 oh, minutes. We that. all have to share, which is just a given, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. But then with this, I was like, no, I have to know. And I was a bit confused. I'm like, I know what I don't want. Mm. But it comes to doubt, like I'll look at something and be like, ooh, not that. But I'm like, I didn't have a clear vision in my head of what I wanted. But it kind of yeah. just fell into place. And we probably changed things several times. And what, what it ended up being was probably quite different from what we originally thought. But um, we loved it. So we were happy with it. But I think a lot of it came down to that, just having to make decisions, mm-hmm. not put it off, but procrastinate. We just had to lock it in. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So what do you think is the biggest pro to deciding to do it with a quick turnaround and what would a con be from doing it in four months? Mm -hmm. I reckon the pro is probably that you don't have time to um, mess about, put things off, procrastinate. You just get it done. Mm -hmm. And if you have no interest in a long, drawn-out engagement, you know, some people are engaged for five years and that's fine. I was like, we want to get married. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that this is visual and I just looked straight at me. It's you, Meg. (laughs) Exhibit A. But also, I think you can fall into a trap then of being like, oh, it's been this long. We just keep putting it off. So for Mm. me, I was like, no, I want to, like, no offense, Meg. No, but I'm like, yes, I hear that. No, that's a massive hint. You literally send me, I think, memes and little messages every day being like, so you could do this for your wedding, Meg. (laughs) I'm ready. Are you ready? (laughs) I feel like we should make it an episode where we plan Meg's wedding. Yes, what a great idea. You so should do that. Oh, my gosh, yeah, bring in my best friends, like my bridesmaids, and just do a group planning session on the podcast. With wine. You can get your listeners to, like, text in ideas, suggest things. Love that. Oh, look at your cogs turning, babe. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'll just draw form right now. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh! And maybe the other um, the other thing might be that it actually the other um, pro might be it actually reduces your options. It could be a pro and a con, mm. um, but you don't have absolutely everything to choose from when you have no date, no location, no you know it's overwhelming. And you're like, okay, um, where do I begin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where what do I want to wear? What are all of that? Um, so that I think was a pro for me. Reduce that um, kind of calamity of choice, I guess. Yeah. Um, Another con would probably be if you if you really want to enjoy your engagement and have that um, as a drawn out, you know, to actually really revel in that, I guess, um, maybe, you know, a shorter time frame, you go straight. You're, you're, not, you're, not in engage, you're not engaged for that long. You know, you can't refer to him as your fiancé for that long. Mm. Um, so that's it just depends what you want. If you want to really, like, live it up in your engagement, have the engagement party, 
milk that out, then you probably wouldn't want to just rush down the aisle. Yeah. But mm. we were just like, we want to get married. I'm like, I want to marry you ASAP. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. I think looking back, I remember we had about a 12-month period of being engaged. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember wanting to revel in that moment, but I definitely feel that if I could have had – I almost made the plans and mm. then I was like, okay, let's get married. Like yeah. I've planned everything and what do I have to do now? Wait. Like, yes. What do you mean? That's it because I feel like if everything is available in terms of all of your favourite vendors and you're actually very organised in just being like, okay, we're making decisions, we're getting it all flowing, then you turn around and you're like, oh, great, so now I'm going to wait for six months. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, was there any um, particular task that you delegated to just alleviate that stress? Did you have help from people? I was probably, I probably held it quite close because I'm probably a bit of a control freak. And I was like, if I just, if I have everything under control, then Mm. I won't stress. I know where everything is at. And I would literally be like, happy with this, Andrew. He'd be like, yep. And I'd do it. Sometimes I would say, Andrew, I've booked this, Andrew. (laughs) Yes. Not for the bigger things, but, um. We had this massive debate over chairs because I really wanted these. <laughs> I remember the chairs. It's like the silliest thing and oh. this is what happens. Yeah. I feel like you get into the wedding bubble and then you have weird conversations about yeah. like chairs. Oh, I ordered yeah. rose gold cutlery for my whole wedding and it's like, was that necessary? <laughs> Probably not. At the time, rose gold was very in. So yes. it was like very necessary. So <laughs> Does anyone remember it? Probably not. Do I? Yes, because it costs a lot of money. <laughs> uh, I am jealous because I wanted rose gold cutlery and I probably regret that I had silver cutlery. (laughs) (laughs) See, we remember these things, whether it's for our guests or whether it's for us, it doesn't matter. It's like how we envision our day. I still remember having conversations with my sister about whether I should have like a deep blush colored um, napkin or if I should go like (laughs) a a more subtle color. And she's like, I don't think people care. I'm like, it's not about anyone else, it's about me. <laughs> oh my gosh, the napkins at your wedding. I still remember cutting them all out together and then I was eyeing them the day before. Oh, the things we oh do. Oh my gosh, the things we do. Yeah, and that was it. So I think um, the chairs was like, I'll finish the chairs for then we're going to talk about napkins, Meg, because talking about delegating, probably the one task I delegated was these stupid napkins that I thought <laughs> instead of a napkin I could buy bolts of linen at uh, spotlight and then Meg could fr- cut and fray the edges and tie them up with this beautiful little like bunny tail um, dried flower thing. Yeah. Anyway, we must have got married around the same time because our visions are very aligned. Yes, the dried florals <laughs> were in. That's for sure. It's, yeah, but like they wouldn't have been ironed if it wasn't for Meg's amazing attention to detail. Like, oh, it's beyond. Fine. Yeah, needed to happen. <laughs> but yes, the chairs. <laughs> Sorry, yes, the chairs are jumping all over the place. It's too exciting. I'm just loving reliving this. Yes. <laughs> so I really wanted these timber crossback chairs, but to hire them was like $12 a chair. And when you times anything by 150 people, you know, it becomes an expense, hence the napkin trying to mm-hmm. save money. Um, and then you could get plastic white chairs for like $2 each. And Andrew's like, what's wrong with those chairs? And my dad was like, why don't you just put chair covers? And I'm like, guys, no. I'm not air covers I'm not having white chairs plastic chairs and to be honest just in the garden where they were set up it was the perfect thing these beautiful chairs but I reckon this is one of those things that I just booked and was like Andrew I'm doing the wooden chairs and he's like that's a ridiculous waste of money but we it was fine and mm. I do not regret having the chairs obviously that's not good advice if you really need to save your pennies then <laughs> don't listen <laughs> to you <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, the chairs like, look amazing. I will post this on Instagram, but they needed to be those beautiful it's wooden like, chairs. Have you not seen the mood board, guys? Uh, we're mm-hmm. not going with the plastic chairs. They are not in the proposal. <laughs> yes. And so I think I um, am an attention to detail person and part of that is from my job anyway. And so for me, those little things did matter. And, mm-hmm. you know, it does matter. And some people wouldn't notice, but then... Some people do and, you know, you get those little compliments and you're like, yes, I knew there was a reason why I wanted these things to be good. (laughs) Yes, you just needed them to be like that. So in this short span of time when you're planning, was there ever a moment where you regretted deciding to do it within a four-month period and it got really stressful for you? Because I don't actually remember you being that stressed within that time period. My mind boggles a bit now when I think about how unstressed I was. Mm. I am a bit unsure I think I think because I because I felt organised, it was mm. fine. I had support from you, Meg, from my two sisters as bridesmaids. My parents were amazing. Um, Andrew was obviously amazing, and so it all just seemed to come together really well. So I wasn't stressed. I think until I realised, like a week out, that I was getting married uh, in the last week of November. Mm-hmm. Notoriously, um, probably unreliable weather, like in terms of rain, sun. My wedding and reception were all outdoors in this beautiful garden. And I was like, what the heck happens if it's a 40-degree day? What happens if it pours with rain? I was like, this is something I did not factor into Mm. my planning. Suddenly I was like, oh, my goodness, we need a marquee, we need a backup plan. So this was my stress, but this was like a week out. Um, And we ended up booking a clear marquee for uh, the reception part, but the the, um, wedding part was still fully outdoors. And in my mind, I was like, we could always use the marquee if worse came came to worse, rearrange on the day. But I was like, that's not going to happen. The weather's Mm going to be fine. It was amazing, like the best day we could have had. But in hindsight, planning an outdoor wedding with no backup plan is probably not the wisest thing you can do. That would be a tip. (laughs) No, we were very blessed. And I think we definitely need to give your sister Mandy a huge shout out too, because she did all of the beautiful florals. So having that support there and having her an incredible florist as well would have just been a weight off your shoulders. My goodness, she was incredible. She was so generous. We, I had the most demanding floral <laughs> needs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, very similar to mine. Yes. <laughs> you needed all the things, but your bouquet and the floral arrangements, everything just looked divine. So Blooms on Bridge in Benalla, Northeast Victoria. Seriously, Mandy's attention to detail and everything she puts into her floral designs. Oh, mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> amazing and she made me the most the the hugest bouquet ever I was like bigger Mandy bigger (laughs) (laughs) I want more I need it to be bougie (laughs) you just did an incredible job and also I suppose that's that's another outsourcing thing I talk about how I kept tight reins but I had a florist as a sister Hmm. I had an incredible friend who helped with the grazing table I had my um brother and his wife who uh like sung us down the aisle and back like sung me down it's beautiful they're such beautiful musicians that was such a lovely moment and it makes it so intimate and personal when you're having those people do those little things for you because we speak about it all the time where it's nice in the lead up to get family and friends to help and then on the day just be like now it's your time to enjoy like the fruits of your labor essentially yeah and that would be actually probably um sorry if I'm jumping ahead here but no go for it (laughs) 
I, I didn't want to have a lot of DIY and look, napkins aside, Meg, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I did that one element yes. and then everything else was like done. It was great. But that's such a small element that it's nice to give that. Like, yeah, I love doing that. It was kind of my thing to help you with. And I yeah. came early the week before just so I could do all those little things. Cause there's always things that pop up that you're like, Oh, I just need somebody to yeah. be hands-on with this element. Yeah, yeah, and that was amazing. Uh, but the th- the other thing, which is a tip, and again, if um, if money affords, like budget affords, obviously, where you can, you can pay that bit extra to get things delivered and picked up. So mm-hmm. the that was came fully set up and they packed it down the chairs and tables were delivered and picked up um we had the wait staff to be able to do all the um washing of the glassware on the night all of that so there were minimal tasks that actually had to be done uh we also got the wait staff to move the chairs from the uh ceremony area to back into the marquee for the reception so i didn't want to be asking to move chairs i didn't want uh, my family to have to all come pack up the next day and yeah there was some stuff we had to Mm. go through and I was all hands on deck for a little bit, Uh, but I've tried to get that as minimal as possible. So it was not not a DIY kind of wedding. Um, So I don't have a lot of advice to offer there. My my advice is pay for convenience, but again, that depends on, you know, budget. Yeah, no, you definitely need to pay for convenience and all of those little elements that you don't think about because reusing those chairs in the reception space is just so crucial because then Mm. you're like, okay, we've saved on budget there. And just getting someone to do that in the background because like we didn't, we were off doing photos. So there wasn't any way that the bridal party could help. And you want your guests to be in that kind of cocktail hour, actually having cocktails, not being like, oh, we've got to shuffle our chair over to this space. Because when it's all on the one property, you often think, okay, who's going to be doing those little things? And because your property was so different, it wasn't actually a wedding venue. So just share a little bit about that background too. Yeah, so we had these amazing family friends uh, who offered up their their place for engagement party and then when I sort of spoke to them about potentially wedding, <laughs> like they were excited. <laughs> you're like, do you basically. mind if we have an engagement party here and then a week later you're like, actually, it's a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like we now have a huge guest list. <laughs> That's it. Um, but we, they have this incredible, it's, it's on a farm, they have these incredible sprawling gardens, like things sort of almost um, cottagey, mm. like ro- sort of creeping roses, big trees, a lot of green grass, just like stunning. Yeah. And they, they do open gardens, so it's like this beautiful garden that people visit. And they've got this amazing big homesteady kind of um, house as well. Mm. And we used the house to get ready, which was amazing, uh, but guests didn't use the house. We actually had it all in the garden, in the grounds, and they've got this old tennis court with this um, roses growing around the whole outside fence, and that's where we put the marquee for the reception. So it was this beautiful flat space for that and the dance floor and everything. Uh, but then we just got nestled into this beautiful um, alcove in the garden for the for the, um ceremony but it just meant no so we had the ceremony area and then people sort of moved into this lawn area where we had um cushions and rugs and lawn games and cocktails and grazing table for a kind of cocktail hour and a half while we went and got photos and then everyone moved into the marquee space so there were kind of three distinct sections uh but it was all on the same property so people Mm. didn't have to leave time i really wanted guests to just be able to enjoy themselves not have to think about um you know, what, oh, what are we going to do for two hours while they get photos, all that kind of stuff. I just want it to sort of flow um, and for the whole time to be really enjoyable. And mm-hmm. we also bus in and out. Like we had a big bus so people didn't have to worry about driving as well, which is always a, a fun yeah. um, ride. Yeah, it's always a fun <laughs> ride later in the night, yes. <laughs> yes. And I think that's 
that's the thing. You really consciously thought about it from everybody else's perspective as well and made sure that there were those little spaces around the property that they could flow onto. And I remember you thinking about all the things like the lawn games and places for them to sit. And you had all of that beautiful furniture delivered so that there could be couches on the lawn. I'm like, oh, you've got this. It's amazing. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about your ceremony because I distinctly remember the moment that you walked down and you had a beautiful tip that I really want you to share with our audience because it's just so sweet. So when you were leading up to your wedding, was there any piece of advice that somebody shared with you that you should keep in mind on the day? Yes, there was. And I do share this with everyone because I think it was really important uh, and really made it a moment that I stopped, paused, took it in. Um, So I was I, was, I got just. I, I just got goosebumps. I don't even know what this is, but I'm just like I'm feeling the emotion. <laughs> so I um like I was so nervous. Uh, I like butterflies nervous. Like mm. I'm excited. It was like I need to do this, but I felt sick. Like I'm like I think I'm gonna pass out. I'm excited yeah. and I'm nervous. Um, and we had this beautiful long walk from sort of the house up around the back of the garden, and then we sort of popped out. Um, it's sort of hard to explain, but anyway, it was a fairly long aisle walk and I had dad there and I always knew that that would um, alleviate the nerves and we'd have a little joke as we walked and that was fine. Um, but basically this advice was when you're walking down the aisle, just look at your man or your person, look him in the eye or her in the eye um, and don't, cause it's so, you're like, Oh, all my people are here. I haven't seen them yet. You can easily like be looking, making eye contact, waving, mm-hmm. but to really take that moment in and let that I guess just wash over you. You know, you're walking down the aisle to marry your person. And Dad actually, um, he paused at the foot of the aisle and we stopped there for a second and just took a deep breath. And that was really lovely because, and then we sort of commenced our walk. And I was just looking at Andrew and, you know, you see their face. And that's what you're there for. You're there to marry, you know, your person. And so just to take that in rather than be distracted by everyone else, you can have plenty of time to talk to them and look at them. Um, just make that eye contact. And, oh, and, that yeah. is such a beautiful yes. tip. I feel really emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it is so nice because I feel like there are those distracting moments mm. throughout the day. And because at any other event you would be, you know, looking yeah. at other people and saying hi to them and everything else when you're entering, yeah. you know, whatever event space. So to just consciously make that eye contact, it just makes it so... And there is no, like, more pure, like, overwhelming feeling than walking down the aisle. It is so special. You Honestly, you just can't describe that feeling of when someone's like, okay, let's walk. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I um I was I was lucky I got, I was like had this thing I'm like if he doesn't cry like he better cry <laughs> <laughs> I have that thing too <laughs> and look he did so it's fine um, but I actually got my emotion out the night before it was weird so I was like am I going to be I'm not a big crier but I'm like I think I'll be emotional walking down the aisle so my like I said before my brother and his wife um played like sung and played us down the aisle they they showed me the song uh the night before and I was just sitting with them and mum and dad and they they sung the song and I burst into tears like I was it was like all the emotion of like I'm about to marry Andrew mm. like it's all about to happen I'm so happy and excited and I was like oh my goodness am I just gonna be a mess on the aisle tomorrow but I think I dealt with it there I had that rush of emotion mm. and so I was walking down the aisle I was just grinning like I was just Aww. so happy yeah, <laughs> I know. It was so beautiful. And I clearly remember that when we were 
in the ceremony and I say we because I'm like standing next to you. But um, I was just so overwhelmed with Andrew's vows and that's when I was crying. So Mm. how were you feeling during the ceremony time? That was, yeah, a really special part for me. So we, I wanted us to write our own vows. So we did the the traditional part where you, you know, the pledges, whatever it's called. Yeah, the legal um, part. The, the legal part. <laughs> Haley is familiar. <laughs> I call upon and the then, person's here present. <laughs> speak now. Um, and then we actually had separately written our own vows and I'm fairly certain we'd not shared them with each other. Like it was meant, it was is that right, Nate? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, think, you did, yeah. You deliberately didn't share them. So, yeah, it was definitely a, a sweet little surprise on the day. Yeah. Yeah, and that was so beautiful because then um, uh, the guy who married us was like, now Rachel and Andrew have written um, some vows for each other they'd like to share. So I read mine and Andrew read his. And just words, like words for me are such a, a massive thing. Mm. And he's quite quiet. Words aren't, you know, um, he's not a big talker. Mm. So here, you know, pour his heart out in his vows was just um, – it was so special. It was really just a lovely moment, those vows. Uh, and I was thinking, you guys might know, you might just might know this, but I kind of want to get our vows like written or printed or and put them, I don't know, in our room or something. Oh, you- we have people. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we can send you people that can do that. But it's such a special moment that, you know, you'd gone and done that separately because Andrew is a man of few words. When he does speak, his words have such a beautiful impact. And I was just like, that's what you think of my best friend. I was just like weeping at the front. But it was just so lovely. That whole ceremony was just so intentional in all the little elements that you chose. Just ceremony. And I'll just shout out to Meg to have, um, you know, your best friend of your life standing, from your whole life standing beside you was just, you know, the, the most special special thing and to have your your little tribe around you getting ready during the day I have mum and dad my sisters and like and brother and Meg and of course Rod special mention we roped Rod into photography (laughs) we're like so the photographer's not coming till later so do you want to do a little a little few minutes (laughs) and just to have those people around you like it was just this most beautiful emotion-filled morning everyone was so happy there was so much laughter so much love um so pick your pick your people carefully you know who you want around you I was just gonna have my sisters and then I was like you know what Meg is I, I can't do this without Meg as well and oh, that was just bless so you I cannot Die. wait for my wedding now <laughs> you're gonna be by my side so now we've spoken a little bit about the ceremony and I think your wedding day, there's such a beautiful rush of emotion and it's such a joyful time. How did you stay present on the day? Because it goes so quickly. Were there any little tips you'd like to share with our our audience? I think I think that aisle moment's a big one. Mm. Really trying to get that in because otherwise like you blink and you miss it and then you're like, oh gosh, I don't even remember looking at Andrew's yeah. face. That was a big one. Um I think just, you know, I don't think I really touched my phone a lot that day, which I don't, probably most brides don't. Um, I'm normally like, oh, I'm going to put this on my stories. I'm going to do this, that, yeah. that. I think I was just really, um, I was just soaking it all in. Like I said, having all my people around me um, was wonderful. I got up, I'm, I'm a morning person. I love my early mornings. I got up before, like really early and I actually went to the gym and I had a moment. I just like did my little exercise and I was like, I just soaking this in this is my wedding day and then I think we just got some brekkie didn't we Meg yeah. at the bride's house and had our yogurt and muesli and fruit and just sat around and kind of tried to soak it in and then I went out actually to the venue 
a little bit early and I wrote, I sat down in a garden and um, Judy, the amazing host, um, she actually sneakily took a photo of me doing this. I didn't kind of realise at the time. But I wrote a note to Andrew, like a little letter, um, and someone took that in. I can't remember who delivered it, but someone gave that to him while he was getting ready and it was just about how I was sitting there, like I cannot believe it's our wedding day and just trying to soak that in. And um, so that was really nice to actually pause and have that moment of reflection. I'm not a journaler, but to actually write to Andrew, write a little note was beautiful. Um, and then I think, yeah, just just try and soak it all in. Um, it, it will mm. be over the same time. Like I just have so many beautiful, beautiful different memories of the day. And then seeing people's photos later was so nice because these capture little bits that, you know, you miss. Yeah. Um, and I also, I didn't want a video. I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, one, I was like, I feel it's a waste of money for me because I'll watch it twice and then, you know, spend thousands of dollars. Yep. But also I wanted to remember my day how I remembered it. I mm. have, I didn't want to then watch it back and think, oh, is that how that happened? Or mm. I just had this beautiful sacred memory of my day and that's how I want to remember it. Um, so to me that was, that was important as well. Yeah, yeah, I love how people can have like different concepts around different moments, whereas like for me I got a video and I watch it all the time and it's just for me yeah. a moment to go and look back at our day and be like, oh, that was just literally the best day of my life. But I love how for different people it means different things. Yeah, that's it. And and that's so fantastic. And it's like the long and short engagement. It's like what, whatever yeah. works for you. And what is important to you? What do you want to prioritise yeah. and spend your money we always talk about our non-negotiables yeah. chat and that's what it comes down to. For some people, you want particular things and it's just accommodating that, working around mm-hmm. it, making it happen. But then for others, you know, we want to be engaged for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is this like, this is the time to I'm really I'm going to start to put it in our, yeah, schedule. I'll be like, plan Meg's wedding, two hours <laughs> every week. Oh, I love. So we chat about it a little bit, but in the lead up and then you're on your wedding day, you're in such a love bubble. Was there a time after your wedding that you kind of fell into the wedding blues? Okay, this is this is my second piece of um, key advice that I always tell people and not everyone heeds me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like honeymoon straight away is an absolute non-negotiable. Mm. I'm like I, I get people budget things like that and they go away six months later or a year later and they do their honeymoon delayed. But you are in such, well, I was, a bubble of happiness. You're in that kind of like beautiful hangover mm. of wedding. Not not hangover like negative, but in like the could be both. Beautiful <laughs> <laughs> almost of the wedding of this yeah. bubble. So we basically had the wedding. We had um, the next day, and we booked like an Airbnb and St Kilda on the beach. Um, had a very early night because we were pretty wrecked. And then the next day, we were flying to Italy. And oh my gosh, <laughs> this is this is I, why you love like this piece of it. Speaks <laughs> to my soul. I love this. I just feel mm. like, and I get it. The money. We get it. Yeah. Mm. Don't have the rose gold cutlery. <laughs> yeah. Cull yeah. <Cal> the cutlery. <laughs> this is why you could go to Italy because you didn't have the rose gold cutlery. <laughs> but it just, yeah, go on that honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And just make the most of that. Try and prolong that bubble for as long as you can. And then the other fun thing was don't open your presents and your cards straight after the wedding. Put that off until after the honeymoon. So at least when you come home from the honeymoon and you're sad, You've got, <laughs> and you're sad. <laughs> there will be a moment when you're sad. It's not like if you're sad; it's like when you're sad. <laughs> yeah. but I don't remember having like I don't remember being too. I mean, I always get really sad coming home from holidays, so that mm. was always a factor. Mm. But I think I was just still so happy, and then we got our yeah. photos. It's beautiful moments that things happen. Married, and it's just yeah, yeah. it's all good. 
Yeah, I think then you that's just go lovely. to order coffees and you're like, oh, my husband will have. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes from fiance like flinging that ring everywhere to um, my husband. <laughs> yes, and I think the fact that when you are going over on your honeymoon, wherever it might be, you're spending, you know, a few weeks, and so you're giving your vendors, like your photographer or videographer, that time mm. to get things yeah. back to you. Otherwise, you're literally going back to your everyday life, back to your job, and you're waiting because that period in between yeah. will just be like sitting being like oh I want to relive it imagine getting married on a Saturday and then just turning up to work on Monday oh but like just have the weekend and they have one night away and they go back to work and I'm just like I can't I can't imagine spending months or years in some people's case planning for one day then just going straight back to work I'm like you prolong that girl like Mm -hmm. you book a you make the most of that entire package of wedding (laughs) you take your long service (laughs) you quit your job Relish in that moment. Oh my god! Oh, I love that piece of advice. I feel like that's our new non-negotiable mm, today. Yeah, take a honeymoon straight away. I know. I love those beautiful tips of walking down the aisle. If I had have known that prior, I don't know where I looked during the walking down the aisle. <laughs> I was just out. so nervous. I think I did black out, and I think I just ran down the aisle. You know how everyone tells you to walk slow? You just yeah. can't. <laughs> I was like, okay, got to get this out of the way because I'm just going to, yeah, all the emotions. So let's just run. All right. (laughs) And it can also be nerve wracking. Like, you know, some people hate being the center of attention. Mm. And so that's like a a nerve filled moment. Whereas make that eye contact, have your, whoever's walking you down the aisle, slow you down a bit. And yeah, just actually pausing at the top was a great tip as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So now you have been married for four years, almost coming up in November. Yeah. We posted the other day and she's like, do you know what day it is? I'm like, I'm like, oh, is it the 26th? Is it the 28th of May when we got engaged? He's like, Rachel, it's the 27th when we got engaged. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he remembers because he was one proposing. Yes. But then he posted something on Instagram, which he never does. So bless. Um, and he said three years. And then everyone was replying like, isn't it four years you've been engaged now? It's like, actually, yes. So, yes. <laughs> but I'm not good with dates. <laughs> well, glad we all know that one. So <laughs> what is next for you two? Have you got any plans for the coming year? Because I know you've been on a few holidays recently, which has been very exciting for you. Yes, I live to travel. I live for holidays. The reason I work is so I can go on holiday. <laughs> So Andrew's recently had a career change and he's recently, uh, very soon, I think this month, finding out where he's going to be placed. And so we're basically waiting on that to know where we're going to be living. Um, So maybe a change in terms of uh, where we're living, but priorities remain the same. We just love adventures. We love to be outdoors, camping, um, and just doing things together, spontaneous winery trips, dinners. Uh, We also always prioritise date nights, you know, when you live together Mm. and you're kind of be like every night you know you're having dinner together but we consciously make an effort to do fun things together and go on date nights regularly um so that's a big thing for us and that's just meant you know just keep that fun alive that dating alive um but yeah um definitely no kids in the near future but lots of adventures (laughs) I love that I love that (laughs) and it's really nice that you make that a priority too because life just gets hectic and I think once you have had that initial stage of getting to know each other and then obviously the crescendo of getting married and then after you're just like okay you can just very quickly slump into the everyday mundane so making sure it's a priority you know weekly monthly whenever it might be just being like hey let's check in Mm. and when you're actually going on a date you tend to talk about more than if you're just like oh how was your day honey (laughs) (laughs) 
Here we are again. (laughs) Netflix on or whatever, like it's a very different thing to, even if you cook dinner together and play Monopoly deal and have wine like at home and have the TV off or, you know, just go out for dinner, like just little things like that. Um, But, yeah. Um, I love him so much. (laughs) Beautiful. You too. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. I think it's going to be so vital for people who want to have that shorter engagement period and not to get overwhelmed and just go in and make those decisions. Yes, it's been so lovely chatting with you. Oh, did you have a last tip for us? I had one. I had just one thought bubble. People will, if you are doing it in a short time frame, people are going to freak out. Your vendors, particularly wedding dress shops, mm. they're going to freak. I was like, they're like, when's the wedding? I'm like, November. Oh, next year. I'm like, no, this year. Their faces. But, and actually, like, oh, you'll have to get something off the rack. The right people will not. So yeah. I got a beautiful gown made at um, Lucy DeBella in Armadale. And from the get go, she was just like, no, no problem. We'll prioritize mm-hmm. yours. We got that time frame or booking fittings um find the right people that are happy to support you on a shorter time frame because it's possible don't yeah. let anyone tell us that was the only other thought i had about the dress um i got mine made in that time so you know you can too if you want to <laughs> i love that and you really need to just find those right people regardless of whenever your wedding is mm-hmm. but people who are just like no fuss like yeah whatever you need we will do it for you because if they're going to be making a big deal out of the fact that you're getting married in four months not your right people. Yeah. They're going to add so much stress not to your day. to your day. Yeah. Thank you so much for that last piece of advice because yes. I think there are so many people who would be in that thought process already being like, well, who's actually going to do it for me? And you yeah. just had the most perfect vendors who just jumped at the opportunity to be a part of your day and it all came together so beautifully. Thank you so much for having me. I hope it's been helpful. I've oh, yes. loved it. It's been so <laughs> helpful. We will talk to you soon. See you. Now, lovers, that is all we have time for today. As always, we are here for you as you plan your dream day. Be sure to check out our official Smitten Love Book, a place to support one another through this important milestone in your life. Within our community, choose kindness. And as always, we acknowledge the land in which we are recording this podcast. We look forward to our chat next week, lovers. Bye. If you loved today's episode, we would be so appreciative if you either left a review on Google or wherever you listen to your podcast. We also want to see where you are listening to your podcast. So post away and be sure to tag us on your socials so we can feature you. And of course, do a sneaky follow and stalk of your wedding day.